0: About punchlines. Punch yeah. punch Don't get
1: knocked out. Welcome to Punchlines. This is an exciting day for us on the podcast. I'm shay McMurdo. I'm joined, as always, by my co host and new father, Mr. Michael Cook. And we are both honored and blessed to be joined by former world champion of the world. His last two fights, you've probably seen him in main events on Showtime pay per view against Dravanta Tank Davis and Keith One Time Thurman. It is El Azteca, Mr. Mario Barrios. Thank you so much for joining us today, bro.
2: Oh, yeah, man, of course. An absolute honor.
1: Yeah, uh, I've I've been watching you fight for a while, uh, especially because you train with Virgil Hunter. I'm a huge Virgil Hunter fan. I always watch everybody that comes out of that gym. And, I, I mean, everybody kind of... Uh, do you feel like you're in a good spot right now because your last two fights have been main events but they have been losses but you're up at the new weight class you did not take an easy fight at all to start off at that weight class but how are you feeling right now like where you're at
2: i feel good man you know um you know despite you know the like two losses um you know i mean i have still you know i've managed to uh, you know headline showtime pay-per-view twice which was uh No, a fucking dream come true, you know, for just being, you know, a Mexican kid, you know, from San Antonio. And, you know, all this, it kind of seemed, I never saw it unfolding the way that it has. And, man, I'm super blessed. And, you know, regardless, you know, whether I'm coming off a loss or not, I'm still just as hungry. I'm still, you know, in the gym, you know, staying ready. And, you know, I'm excited, you know, for when, you know, all the fights that I can still continue to bring to um, to the boxing world.
3: I mean, not only, like, dude, your last two fights, like, you deserve a lot more respect. Like, you had... A hundred percent. No one saw you jumping from, you know, tank to not only Thurman, but a whole nother weight class, back-to-back. Like, you know, one, very throwback, and two, it's like... Like now, like what are your plans? Like, are you gonna settle 140? Like, where do you see yourself moving forward?
2: No, but moving forward, I'm definitely I'm I'm gonna stay at, at welterweight. Um, my my frame is just naturally too big to make um 140 now, and um, but yeah, man. Um, I mean, I, again, I'm, I'm I'm excited. You know, uh, we knew you know taking that Thurman fight, it was a big risk, but you know, kind of how you know with the you know, yeah. just coming off of boxing this past weekend, you know, with Canelo and um DeVoe, you know, there's um you know, you, you have to take risks in this sport. And that's something, you know, not a lot of fighters do. But um, you know, I, I had definitely always been one of those fighters. Uh, I have always said, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, like, man, like I'll 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 strap it up, you know, with with, with anybody in there.
3: Not a lot of people are like you. Like, like yeah. for real. Like I respect nah. the hell out of that, man.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think, I, man. Yeah, I, uh, I don't understand the whole people write you off after one loss mindset that exists <laughs> nowadays. I don't get it because
2: man, that that, that is boxing. <laughs> it's yeah, crazy.
1: bro. Yeah. Like because everybody, because everybody you argue as the greatest of all time all has a loss or more. Yeah. no, you know, that's, we,
2: that's what I meant. Um, I'm sorry, man. I, I don't I not mean to cut you off. Oh no, th-
1: you're the guest, bro. Go.
2: Uh but yeah, no, nah, like. Uh, I've said it plenty of times, man. Boxing fans are the fucking worst. And, oh, uh, <laughs>
1: don't get us started, bro. And,
2: yeah, yeah, and it's because you know, one day, they, one day they love you, and one day they hate you. And um, I always go back, you know, to this story because um, it was one of my fights in L.A. and um, I was fighting, you know, the, the, the real tough uh, Mexican dude, and uh, I was I was just you know I was just giving him a beating, you know, for four or five rounds and then finally um you know he took everything though like he never went down he w- he was just taking a beating and then finally the the ref had finally called it off uh, i think in the fifth or sixth round and um but like the the like crowd was like booing and uh afterwards whatever i mean i'm i i don't care um you know i went there i, I took care of business but afterwards you know um we're going backstage and of course you know all the press is there they're all asking questions and uh One of them had asked me, what's your, uh, what's your response to, you know, the crowd's reaction? And I, I, I looked at them and I was like, man, I was like, the crowd doesn't give a fuck if if we make it out of the ring alive or not. Like, they're just there to see like someone like, like most of them are just there to see a knockout, to see something dramatic. Uh, most of them, they, they don't care about the art of boxing. They don't care about our genuine health. And, uh... But yeah, like and then even just in general, man, like one day one day they fucking love you, like you, and then you have another performance that isn't as good, and then all of a sudden, like how y'all like how y'all said they, they write you off, then you're trash, you're overrated, and like all this yeah. stuff, man. Dude, I yeah. blame I
3: blame like Twitter because you're only I think two years or three younger than me and Shane, but like the era I that made me love box mm-hmm. my favorite fighters <clears throat> have more than one L like you know, Kodo, Gaddy, you know, Oscar. It's like nowadays you lose one. People forget about like, you know, what the, the sport can be. And it's like people talking to Canelo. It's like, dude, and you, you know, you fight the best and guess what? A L means nothing because you're actually building a resume.
2: Yeah, no, I, I mean, absolutely, man. Like, uh, again, like how you're saying, you know, like the, the era that we grew up watching uh, fighters they weren't they weren't afraid to test themselves you know they weren't afraid you know to get in there with other great fighters um at the end of the day man it's it's two guys in there and you know someone has to come out on top and you know and it's not always it's um I feel like we you know when, when you're taking those risks and those chances yeah like you you might not remain undefeated but you know at least you can say like hey man like I, I got in there with the fucking best you know I tested myself and um, I mean, that's exactly you know what keeps me on on fucking going. It's like, man, I got in there with two of the most dangerous fighters, like feared fighters that you know, most people would like wouldn't even want to step in the ring with, and um, and uh, man, I I I took those fights as soon as they were presented to me. As soon as both of those fights were like, hey, like would would you fight someone? So I was like, let's fucking do it. Like, yeah, I would love that fight. Like, no hesitation. And um. Bro, I, mean, dude, yeah. I,
3: hope, I hope they keep you in there with guys like that because you're going to beat
2: a lot of those top dudes. No, nah, absolutely, man. and Like, in, in, even moving forward, like, I mean, I'm still, like, I'm still going to be taking those big fights, you know, the, the, the most risky fights that are presented to me.
1: A fight between you and Ugas would be absolutely fucking insane.
2: Yeah, no, nah, dude, Ugas is a fucking monster, man. We, we, we have both been around each other for a long time. Uh, we, we have supported each other as well. But um, you know, man, it's boxing, you know, it's business, and man, he has a phenomenal fucking style, and very, uh, very smart, very very defensive, and um, uh, man, he is, his, his even his punch output, man, like he's he's a busy fighter, man. There's there's a lot of great potential fights, you know, to still be made because man, this fucking division is so stacked,
1: and you're all under the same umbrella, all in, you're all under yeah. BBC. but so. Back to you though, I think one of the things that like draws me to boxing ever since I was a little kid that I don't think most people kind of like understand, like they watch a fight and they realize you two are fighting, but they don't take into account all the elements. Like when you fought Javante Davis, that was on pay-per-view. It was a huge fight because he's a huge draw. Most of the crowd was not there to see you and you were aware of that. And they, they wanted your belt. Everybody was against you. Everybody in that stadium, everybody watching you felt like was against you. And you're fighting a guy who is known to have knockout power. And you went out there and you outboxed him for the majority of that fight before the stoppage. Even on the broadcast, you were ahead on the cards. And you did get dropped. His power did show up and you still had to stand up. The crowd's going nuts. And you had to find a way to remain calm. You have to bring such a calmness to one of the most chaotic events a person could possibly put themselves into. And it, like nobody takes into account for that. So that's why when we say we are honored to have someone like you on here, we mean that shit to like our core, bro. It's insane. Man, nah,
2: dude. That's, that's mad love, man. Because like how you said, dude, like, yeah, not for sure people don't take it into consideration, like none of that. And that fucking take fight. It was it was insane, man. Uh, just didn't with everything that you know the whole buildup, the actual fight itself. You know, Tank's a hell of a fucking fighter. You know, real smart, real explosive. You know, so we 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 had to keep each other on 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 each other's toes. You know, both of us were very very defensive, very you know aware of everything. And then man, that was the first time I had ever touched a canvas. You know, in my career. So then it goes from it goes for me one minute, you know, seeing, seeing him in front of me and, uh, you know, trying to, like, to decide what I'm going to do next. And then, you know, I take a step back. And then next thing I know, you know, I'm fucking, I'm getting up off the canvas. You know, it, it, it the way I describe it is, you know, it's like someone turned the fucking light switch, like, on me. You know, what, what, one minute I'm standing up, you know, next minute I'm, I was, like, you know, like, like, trying to get myself back on my feet. And I was like, man, what the fuck just happened? And I stood up and I was like, oh, dude, I, was like, I just got dropped. And then it's like, okay, I just got dropped. Like, what Like, what the fuck? Like, what did I get hit with? You know, like, but then at the same time, I'm trying to beat the count, you know, hearing the crowd. Like, man, there's so many, like, things going on at once. And it's like, man, like, you got to just, like, pull it all, to, like, together in that one little moment. And, you know, decide, you know, what you're going to do. You're either going to fight or flight. And my my reactions have always been to fight. <laughs> uh, <laughs> even, even, even when shit gets tough, you know, like, I, I knew he, he was going to come, like, right at me and rush me. And, um, I knew that, but, you know, I also, I wasn't going to, you know, like, just let let him have his way. So my first instinct, you know, was, was to try to react, you know, to whatever he came at me with. And, you know, I happened to get dropped again. And then, um, I mean, I, I got back up, you know, then got my legs under me. And then, you know, we took it from there, you know, went back to the corner. And Bird just had asked, you know, like, how did I feel? And, uh. After the second knockdown, I felt my legs were completely under me. Like I, I just felt good. It was, it was, it was like the weirdest thing ever. I'm like, dude, just got dropped again. But I was like, I, I feel good. Like, what? Well, like, I don't, I don't feel fatigue. I don't feel wobbly. I don't feel nothing. You know. So I told Birds, I was like, no, not I'm good. And he was like, all right. He was like, let's get back to work. And then so the next round, I, w- I went out there, and then it was similar, you know, to the, um, to most of the fight, you know, from, uh, from the earlier rounds. And then,
3: and I think you were up in that fight too. That it, you were outboxing him the first five six rounds too. I mean, like he had no choice but to go
2: for you. Yeah, yeah, no, nah, man. Um, I mean, uh, you know, I I knew I was going to try to have to use you know my um, you know, the advantages that I did have going in there. You know, which is obviously you know my size. And uh, again, man, I, I know also, you know, he's, you know, a great boxer, you know, good boxing, IQ, everything. And, uh, you know, he made he made it a very tricky fight, you know, for me as well. You know, I wasn't able, you know, to land, you know, how I usually would like to. And um, so, yeah, like, I, I had to get content. I was like, all right, like, like this is going to be a fucking chess match. Like, because, like, it's not going to get to a point where we're just, like, sitting there, like, banging each other. It's like, man, it's like, nah, this is, you know, this is a like, high-speed chess. You know, this is very fucking technical.
1: Having somebody like Virgil Hunter in your corner is, is wise and is, like, usually, like, even keel as he is. How big of an advantage is that to you to have somebody like him?
2: Um, You know, since the – since I first started going out there to the Bay Area with Verge, man, I feel like it has been a huge advantage. Just because, you know, our styles are very similar, you know. Uh, the type of person I am, you know, is very similar, you know, to the type of person he is. You know, the way he coaches, the way he speaks to you. Like, he's not one of those coaches that is going to get, like, all, like, like riled up, you know, start swearing at you, you know, start, like, get mad at you. Like, nah, like, he's going to he, – like, in the most chaotic situations, man, like, even Verge, like, he will – pull it together and just fucking explain things to you the most calm way. Like, I'll go back to the corner. Like, again, the first thing he had to say, he was like, how, how do you feel? And I was like, I was like, I've, I've, like, I'm good now. And like I said, the first thing someone was like, all right, he was like, let's get back to work. Cause I want to see this. I want to see this. And he started instructing me. And it's like, man, like in, in those like moments, you know, when, how I say, the things are so chaotic things are all over the place, uh, crowd going crazy. There's all these factors, you know, but, I know, I know I have the confidence in going back to my corner and knowing like, like, we're all going to be on, you know, the, on the same wave, you know, we're all going to be, uh, we're going to be in sync, like regardless.
1: Yeah, that's a huge, huge advantage. How did, because you're from San Antonio, Texas, he's from the Bay Area, as you said, how did that, how did you guys come into contact and how did it grow from there?
2: Um, we got into contact because of my manager, uh, Louis Dukovas Jr. Um, he has always had you know connections with Virgil and, uh, Virgil had actually broadcasted one of my earlier fights in my career. And, um, I guess, you know, he, he had, you know, um, he had like my style and, uh, but like my, like, he liked my style, you know, with, with my stature, you know, with, with my, um, I guess natural attributes, you know, my height, my length, uh, the way I was fighting that. And, um. It was after I had a IBF title eliminator at 130 pounds, I think back in 2015. And um, you know, I, I didn't have the best performance. Um, it was actually probably one of the my worst ones, and it was just because I was so weight drained. Uh I was making one thirty and um I, oh I didn't god. cut the <laughs> And this is at like
1: you're like you're like what five eleven?
2: Yeah, yeah, like close to six foot. So, oh my
1: god, just fucking like seventy. Some... Oh, like Sebastian Fundora or,
2: <laughs> yeah yeah like really man and um so I had this title limiter I fought uh, you know this Italian guy Davis Boschero uh who's a, a very tough dude but you know like very very short very stocky and uh, it was an awkward fight it wasn't exciting at all and but I remember this fight man like I I had never felt like, physically, like, I wouldn't be able to, you know, finish a fight. But that was the first time. And it was just because, you know, I could wait the wrong way. Like, well, I could wait the wrong way. And I was just already just naturally too big to be making 130. Um, I had no business even staying there. So, um, you know, I felt it in the fight. I felt very fatigued. And, like, I think by, like, the seventh round, uh, I couldn't even keep my hands because my, my biceps my shoulders were cramping. I couldn't, you know, uh, sit under my legs, you know, to get down shorter because mm. my my quads and, you know, were, were cramping, my calves were cramping. And um, like I said, man, that was the only fight I've ever been in where I have questioned, you know, myself because of the way I felt physically. and uh, But, you know, like I, I still came out with a unanimous de- decision win. Somehow I still managed to drop him, I think, in the 11th or 12th round. And, um, but it was after that fight, like, like, we you know we had to take a step back, me, you know, my, my family, you know, my, my managers, and we're like, okay, like, how are we going to move forward? And then, um, my manager had asked, you know, um, what did I think about Virgil? And I'd always watched Andre Ward, you know, since I was, you know, younger, the whole, um, Go, that, yeah, Andre, yeah, absolutely. Um, we
3: we love Andre Ward.
2: <clears throat> yeah, nah, man, he's. He's a, a great guy, a phenomenal boxer, uh, a great Bro. person to just to just have around, like, in the boxing gym. Um, so, man, I, I, I was, like, I was hyped, you know, to even hear, like, that, like, my manager say, you know, what do I think about Virgil? You know, just going out there and working with him, and I was, like, I was super stoked on it. But, I mean, of course, uh, it was just to see, you know, like, one, you know, if, you know, how we worked with each other. Like, it was more kind of like a, like a fill-each-other-out, like, trip that I took. And uh, I went out there to the Bay Area for a week uh, after that fight, I think, like, a month after, and uh, I, I didn't have anything lined up. You know, it was just going out there, you know, just, again, just to fill each other out. And um, went out there for a week, man, and I loved it. One, I, I love the Bay Area. I fell in love with it right away just because the scenery, there's uh, so much to do out there. And um, I was out there, building you know, up by myself. I was staying at some, you know, at some little trap uh, trap hotel, um, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, cause I mean, I wasn't making like crazy money. Um, but yeah, you know, me and Virg were working to, together in the gym and, um, just his whole style of training, his whole style of teaching, I was like, man, you know, this is, you know, it, it just, I, I just found, you know, I, I worked really well with it and, uh, you know, and then Virg also, you know, he, he liked to work with me. And you know, so then, boom. Um, so then, we made the decision, like, okay, like, like we're gonna move forward together. And then I think I ended up fighting. Um, I think in November of that year, and um, I went out there, you know, had a full camp with him. And then, um, yeah, man, like then, like, fast forward now, it's like five or six years. Me and him have been working together, you know. And, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm, you know, regardless, I'm very happy, you know, with everything that we have accomplished together. I'm very thankful, you know, of all the of everything, you know, he has helped me with. Uh, as far as training, you know as far as you know his influence you know on my style um on the way I fight, and uh I think you know the decision that my my manager had made you know to go out there with him and definitely you know I wouldn't be where I am right now you know if um if I didn't make that that decision you know five or six years ago
3: he broke like one thirty a handful of years ago up to one forty seven I imagine like. Are you more comfortable at 147 as opposed to anywhere else you've ever fought?
2: Uh, it, it's weird, man, because, uh, you know, I, I turned pro when I was 18, and I actually turned pro at uh, 124 pounds. That man, was, dude. you know, yeah, my, my pro debut, you know, I was 18 years old. I just graduated high school, and uh, I was just always naturally a very, you know, scrawny kid.
3: I dude, I'm Well, one, I'm like five, six and a cruiserweight, but I've actually seen you fight, uh-huh. uh, in person twice. One time, like two rows deep. It was on the uh, Garcia. No, it was on the Algieri Spence card. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think you were on Garcia Thurman or Thurman Porter as well. But um, like the hype around you was like, yo, this dude's going to be a force at 135. And I mean, fast forward now you're a welterweight and, like, bro, I can't imagine the, what you put yourself through to make one thirty.
2: Yeah, yeah, nah, man. Um, I mean, uh, like, so for for me, what what happened was, you know, over time. Um, I mean, I was again, I turned probably eighteen, so I mean, I knew naturally I was going to, you know, gain uh gain weight. Um, and so you know, I'm thankful, you know, my team, you know, they have always told me, you know, like we're not gonna we're not gonna kill you, you know, to make a weight and everything. But um, I mean, th- there was some fights along the way, you know, where it, it it just happened to unfold that way, right? Like, I would be fighting at 130. I would have a few fights where at first I was making the weight with no problem. And then slowly, like, fight by fight, we we'll, would we'll, we'll see the weight cut was getting, like, a little bit harder. And um, so it's funny, man. Like, uh, one of the, um, I guess, like, re- like requests that Virgil had made, when me and him were going to start working together was, you know, like, I, I want to work with you, but only on, on one condition. And we're like, OK, like, what is it? And he was like, um, he was like, I want you to move up to 140. He was like, I don't want you out at 130. He was like, if, if you stay at 130, I'm, I'm not going to work for you. And, um, and it's because Virgil knew that, like, I just physically, I couldn't make that 130 anymore. And that was one of the best decisions, you know, I had made, you know, I moved up to 140 and i had eight or nine you know stoppages you
1: know in in a row your knockout of velasco is fucking one of the sickest like knockouts i've seen in like in recent <laughs> memory cuz you hit him with you hit him with the counter left hook to the liver and then just hit him with a right hook for the fuck of it and then it, <laughs> it was like the way you celebrated too is cuz you, you like you hit your arm you're like i fucking knew it i'm like Yo, this dude's a bad motherfucker, bro. Cause it was like in slow motion, it's just so slick, like a counter left hook to the liver and the, like, he just went down, bro. Like when that happened, when you hit him, cause you celebrated immediately. Did you know it was over?
2: Yeah, man. Um, I like when, 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 when I saw his reaction, I I knew the fight was over, but, um, but also going into that fight, man, I was expecting a hard, like a hard fight, dude. Cause, um, of course, he, he had been in there with, uh, with, with Regis, and uh, I think he took Regis to, like, the eighth or ninth round, and then Regis finally, you know, stopped him with the body shot. And so going into that fight, I was like, man, you know, one, you know, I was trying to get, you know, to that, um, to that contender level. And I was like, man, you know, this, this dude, you know, he, he fought Regis. He's a tough-ass dude. He's no pushover. And, uh, you know, he, he was going there. He wasn't going there to fucking lay down. And we knew he was, he was a strong puncher. And, um, but you know, the, the liver shot has always been one of my favorite shots. And, um, you know, like I, I found it, you know, like I knew he, he, he liked that, that right hand, you know, coming over the top and, you know, so I was working on it in cap. you know, just, you know, like if I saw him like open up, you know, just slip, you know, and then, um, slip and then they had to the under, right, you know, right, uh, to his liver and, um, it went not fucking perfect, man. And I was like. I was super happy about that too. Cause I, uh, I know, I know I, I could hurt him. and you know, eventually, but I mean, I wasn't expecting it to be that early. I wasn't expecting it to, to make quick work of it. You know, he's still a very tough fighter. I, I just watched uh, a card a couple weeks ago. He fought uh, Elvis Rodriguez and he, he was giving him a difficult fight up until the like sixth or seventh round as well.
1: Yeah. He, no, he's a tough dude. You put it like, because it was like he you hit him and you hit him with the right hook and he stepped back and then he was just like yeah fuck that it just went down. <laughs> he just went down yeah yeah,
2: yeah. it's those fucking liver shots man they sometimes they, they have those delayed reactions but man they're fucking brutal like,
1: i <clears throat> i trained with, uh the the gym i boxed out of in san diego it was mainly an mma gym it's called alliance in san diego it was like uh I don't know if you've ever heard of the UFC fighter Dominic Cruz. That's where he trains. Mm-hmm. But uh there was another guy we had in there and he fought uh UFC former UFC champion Jose Aldo in a fight. So we were all rooting for him hard and he got hit with like a nasty one like that too. And it's just it's the same thing every time. It's always a second or two later, and then it's just like Yeah, I've never had it happen to me. Thank God. I don't ever want to. It looks terrible. Yeah, (laughs) no,
2: man. They're they're the fucking worst.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they look pretty bad. So you fought Tank. And, you know, he he obviously hurt you. And the guy he's fighting, uh, Rolando Romero, is known to have a lot of power. And uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure you used to be a sparring partner of his. So is that true?
2: Well, yeah. Um, uh, when I was getting ready for that fight at 130, we uh, we had Rollies as as our as our main sparring partner. So um uh, you know we're out there in Vegas, and uh, Rollies was helping me in camp. You know um get ready for that for that fight.
1: So these are two fighters you know well.
2: Yeah, yeah, very well.
1: So, so you've got a good well, boxing. What well round match. do
3: you knock out, Rollie?
1: Yeah, yo, yo, he beat you beat Rolly. No, you don't fight Rolly. Rolly's too small. Rolly's too small.
2: Yeah, uh, um, I mean, and and that that's a homie of mine.
1: (laughs) Yeah, but so who do you think, who do you think wins this fight between the two of them?
2: Um, you know, man, uh, I got mad love for Rolly, dude, and uh, you know, like he has such an awkward style that he brings, uh, you know. It's it's hard to say just because, you know, again, given the the fight of the tank is, uh, you know, phenomenal boxer, very explosive, you know, very, very smart. Uh, it's one of those fights, man, like you like I can't call it because, man, uh, again, like I, I know Roly personally. um and He looks in phenomenal shape right now. And again, man, he just brings such an awkward style. Sometimes it doesn't matter how good of a boxer you are. Like, like it, it, he's going to throw you off. And so, um, I you know I'm curious curious to see you know how that fight unfolds. Excuse me. I mean, uh, how know, that fight you unfolds. Know also. Than
3: like tank, like the pop. It's like you know it ain't all like hype. Like he really has that kind of power.
2: Yeah, no, I mean, absolutely, man. Uh, again, like I had never touched the canvas, you know, in my whole career, and uh, you know, it. And he's the first one that that you know who made me. And um, you know, like I, I, I didn't take a dive. You know, yeah, you know the like he's. We always say you know, it's.
3: I really hope what.
2: Not. Have what people
3: accused?
1: Have people accused you of that? Of taking. A oh vibe? fuck yeah!
2: Yeah, yeah, no, nah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, dude. People are fucking. Uh, people are the <laughs> fucking worst. <laughs>
1: dude, people, oh like, my god, dude! No
2: like, way. Yo, never, never, just- in, never in person though. It's always, it's always over like Instagram or Twitter, like. It's, it's very rare when when people ask me stupid shit in person.
1: Yeah, who's gonna say that?
2: Bro, <laughs> yeah. qu-
3: fucking quitter.
2: <laughs> what? Like the like the people who talk
3: on Twitter. Like yo, just, you know, shoot them a DM and watch how fast they become your biggest. Yeah, no, that's
2: real, it, man.
1: It's just so yeah. it's the same dudes that like when they get drunk at like and they want to fight at a bar. Like I train UFC, motherfucker. Like okay, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's always, it's always those ones. Man. <laughs> yeah. Go listen to Slipknot Dog. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh God. So okay, so this I'm not gonna bring up bullshit, but so the last fight, the fight was supposed to, between Roly and Tank. It was supposed to happen a while ago and it got canceled. It got rescheduled again. Do you think the fact, do you think that makes Roly more hungry? And since you know him personally, do you think is it is it good for him or is it bad for him that he's coming in hungrier than he would have in you know last time?
2: Uh, you know, man, I, I, I don't think the, the time, you know, the dumb, like, postponing and everything, um, I don't think it has too much of, of an influence, you know, I think just as fighters, uh, you know, it's our job, man, like, we learn early on in our careers, you know, having fights fall out, having opponents fall out, like, it's kind of just our job, man, like, we, we gotta be ready, for, you know, for the fucking opportunity, and, um, I think, if anything, man, like Rolie's, you know, with the time, with the extra time that he had, man, it just gave him more time to work. Uh, both of them, really, man. Both of them, they look fucking phenomenal right now. You know, they look in really great shape. They both look sharp, and man, this is a, um, you know, it's a fight. You know, I'm, I'm really looking forward, you know, to watching.
1: Yeah, I think I think it's gonna be entertaining. At least it's not gonna be a boring fight because Oh like, no nah, yeah of course there's no not way. <laughs> there's no way. There's no way. No- there, between the two of them, there's no way.
2: That's what I said. There's no way, just even given the 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 two individuals that they are, that if if it was just like again, even the press conferences are like entertaining as fuck. You know, it's like let alone the fight.
1: And they're they're in such an entertaining weight class too. I hope they can start making some fights between the top guys down there. You know, because it's like Ryan Garcia is still getting brought along. He's getting billed as his superstar, but when he gets an opponent, it's like, oh, but he's still growing. It's like, okay, well, don't tell me he's a superstar then, please. <laughs> like, you, you fight Tank at 140, hell of a fight. You fight Ak- Madov at 140, which I still don't think enough people give you credit for. A lot of people say you shouldn't have won that fight.
2: That was a rowdy fight.
1: Uh, dude, <laughs> that, was, that was a okay, good ass I
2: got I got mad love for, for for that dude too. Like he he fought on the undercard of the ball, um, I think when I fought Tank and uh, and I mean like shit, like, that's boxing man. Like for the most shout part, shout out to like, people,
1: Diaz too.
2: Yeah, dude, hell of a trainer, man. Um, but yeah, dude, like Dog came with fucking that. I remember that was one of the fights where I was like, man, I, I remember like fucking telling myself like fucking getting hit. My face was swollen. Couldn't see on my left eye. But my eye was cut. And I remember, man, just, like, every time, like, I would even get touched on the left side of my face, it was just, like, a winting pain. Like, every time, I was just, like, fuck, dude, like, this hurts. And I remember that was the only fight where I would, like, tell myself, like, dude, like, I'll take an ass beating. I'm like, "But he's not going to lay me out. I'm like, he's not going to make me touch the canvas. And, uh, yeah, man, even in that fight, you know, somehow in the 12th round, I fucking, you know, fatigue, you know, fucking beating up. I managed to, you know, land a perfect, you know, straight right hand, you no know, counter right hand. And I don't, I still don't know how the fuck I even threw that. Uh, you know, again, <laughs> we we get in there and everything is just muscle memory, man. It's just reaction. And um, I just happened to catch it. And I, I believe to this day, man, like that's the only reason why, you know, I got that win. That's the only reason why I would give myself that win is because, you know, of that last round. You know, I had myself up uh, on the card, you know, watching it over and over just by, by one point and just because of that fucking knockdown.
1: What about in the moment? It, did you think you were down when you when that happened, or were you? Or, or were Honestly, you
2: just, uh, like, I didn't. I didn't even know where the fuck the, like where the card stood. I was just like, man, I'm gonna make it out this fight. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna leave it all in the ring. And you know, if if you know if I fell short, you know, again, I, le- I left it all in the ring. You know, and um, but I was like, you know, if, if I walk away with, with the win, then then I mean, fuck yeah.
1: See, that's what I'm talking about, bro. Because I don't think. I try to put myself in this situation. So your your eye was swollen. There Was was that a fracture? Did something break?
2: No, nah, there, there was nothing broken. It was just swollen.
1: Sw- so it's like you have, it's like boxing gives you guys so many reasons to quit. And it's like you have to constantly tell yourself not to just not quit, but to win. And somehow win. Like you still won. Like most people don't do shit like that. Like it's just because you're surrounded by other people who do it and it's like what's expected like dude it's insane that you like what like what were you you were just telling yourself like fuck it he's not going to drop me and you were still somehow fighting back
2: It's just what Yeah it was. yeah no like um again, <laughs> man I, nuts, I was uh, I was tired of fucking that fight too like i i think that fight um that fight it definitely fell on me with the preparation uh, cuz that fight also i i cut a lot last minute um and you know i i, I paid the fucking price for it you know um uh, but, yeah, man, like I'm like he, those moments when you know he would tag me or he would hurt me or like he would catch me, I would take a step, you know my leg would wobble, and I would just be like, like man, like um, like one, this fucking sucks <laughs> and, and then just you know, just yeah, telling myself, like man, you know, um you know he 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 might give me a beating you know, but I was like I'm a you know, I'm gonna stand my fucking ground, you know I'm gonna again, I'm gonna leave it all in here, you know, whatever I have. I was like, he's gonna have to lay me the fuck out, you know, to like get me out of this fucking fight. And, um, but uh, yeah, now I was just gonna like keep on reacting, keep on fighting. Um, With him, it was trying to keep him on the outside, but man, he was still so elusive and so like so relentless, man, with, with, you know, the the pressure and the punches he was throwing. It was like,
1: he looked, I was, he looked like, a I, lot like Bevo.
2: Yeah, like at one point, I was like, God damn, man, where the fuck did they get this dude from? Like, <laughs> But uh, yeah, no, nah, dude. Like, man, <laughs> like, man, respect to him, and like, like, again, I, I saw him when he fought um on you know, the Mining and Tanks undercard, and it it was just all love between us, man. It was like, man, dude, you know, like, 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 go fucking kill it. Uh, he doesn't speak much English, you know, but like that's what I told him. I was like, dude, if they like, go fucking kill it, man, I was like, I was like, I'll be like, I'll be watching if if I can, and um, yeah, yeah, and I was watching him, you know, backstage uh when when I was warming up and everything.
1: Dude, the camaraderie in boxing is is a real thing, and it's it's sick. I love it, dude. It's like one of my it's fucking beautiful, things. man. It's it's yeah.
2: it's one of, it's one of the few sports where you go beat the fuck out of each other, and then you know fucking and hug, hug and and everything afterwards. Yeah, yeah,
1: uh, I love it. It's like my it's one of my the coolest shits because it's not about just fighting.
3: No, right. and like for real, like I mean the brotherhood behind it. Like you know the person you're in the ring with better than anyone else on earth. You devote all that time to like trying to you know like put the other one to sleep, and then, you know, you hug it out and you respect them.
2: Yeah, no, absolutely, man. And, like, and that's why, like, you know, you, um, growing up, hearing, <clears throat> hearing stories, you know, like, um, like Gotti Ward, and it's like, man, it's a perfect fucking example. Like, man, like, like, it's crazy. Yeah, like, like how this those sport, sometimes you're in there fucking shut up, but, man, it'll, it'll bring out together. But, yeah, yeah, fuck it.
3: <laughs> yeah. He can tell you, man. Kodo and Gaddy, those are my dudes. But, um, like, oh, my bad. But uh, moving forward, like, do you plan on keeping it at that high level? Like, uh, you know, like at 147, like, what are your, like, you know, next fight plans, this year plans? Where do you see yourself going forward?
2: No, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm definitely fighting again this year. You know, uh, I've been back in the gym since uh, three weeks after the Thurman fight. You know, um, it's, it's I've always been a person. It's, it's really hard, you know, to stay away, from, you know, to stay out of the boxing gym um this last fight my managers they're like dude like you had to like the hardest fucking fights anybody I, like has taken they're like man like you know you like take a vacation you know take some time off fresh yourself and um i did you know I, I rested myself you know um you know just grounded myself well you got that mentality where i was just like man you know uh after like two two weeks i was really getting that itch you know to so like like go back to the boxing gym but you know so much i like 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 nah, i you know i'll just like say take, take another one you know just just you know, continue to rest. You know, come back. You know, fucking strong and hungry. And um, yeah, man. Ever since like, uh, probably the end of March. No, no. The yeah, ever since March, like I've I've been back in the gym. I'm um, not every day. You know, not, not doing too much because I mean, there's nothing lined up. You know, we're we we're gonna look at another fight, but probably closer to the, the fall time. Do you have any and, names uh, on
1: a, on a like piece of paper or anything
2: that you're going? Stanny Every, everyone, <laughs> everyone, <laughs>
1: dude, all of them, all of them, dog, bro, fight Stannyonis.
2: I'll fight
3: no. anybody, man. No bullshit. I was just about to say I would love that fight,
1: dude. Take that belt off him.
3: I would love that fight. And you're under both under the same umbrella. We can do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Everybody guys
1: all one of one forty seven except for Virgil Ortiz <laughs> and Conor. And
3: only because. Uh, it's become a tradition now. Uh, as me and Shane would say, you know, like, what's Andre Berto up to?
1: <laughs> yeah. Don't fight on Don't, don't fight Victor Ortiz, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro you know, you want like, to talk what, what, about fans? Do it. Speaking of those two, you want to talk about fucked up fans? I saw Andre Berto, Victor Ortiz, too, live at the Step Up Center in L.A. And a lot of people thought Victor Ortiz just quit that fight. And I watched this dude literally throw nachos in Victor Ortiz's face after the fight. Oh, fuck. Victor Ortiz was like, what the fuck, bro? And, like, everybody just started throwing shit at that guy as, like, the cops were escorting him out of there.
2: Yeah, that's super shitty.
1: (laughs) I was like, imagine that. Imagine losing a fight. And people think you quit, and then just think that like they think they can just throw food at you. Well,
3: like, one, they thought he quit because of one or three previous potential quitting situations beforehand.
1: Yeah, but still, though, what the fuck? Even if he did quit, he quit against Andre Berto. That this forty-five-year-old man thought he was somehow qualified to just be allowed to throw food in <laughs> Victor Ortiz's face. I mean, follow up question: What's Andre Berto up to, man? <laughs> yeah, no, don't fight Andre Berto.
2: No. <laughs> nah, man, uh, Berto, Berto is, is another man, good homie of ours. I've, I've had plenty counts, you know, we're, we're out there in in uh, at Virgil's together. Great fucking dude, man. He was there at the at the last fight too, you know, showing love, you know, in the locker room. Um, Tell you what, I mean, I, I'm
3: a I'm a Philly dude, and I got the the Danny shirt on. Oh, uh,
2: Okay, right on, yeah.
3: I, that I like you on
1: that. Oh, dude, you and Danny would be a sick fight.
2: I think I think he's well rumors are like that he's he's moving up, I think.
1: Yeah, but he can't make up his mind, bro. Danny don't give uh-huh. a shit. I don't yeah. like Well,
2: regardless, man. Like like I said, I mean there's 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 not a name that'll be presented to me where I'm gonna be like, Oh no, I'm not gonna fight that guy. Again, like it, it doesn't matter to me. Like it, it doesn't matter how great you are. Like I, I, I want those big fights. So when whenever people were like, Oh, like would would you fight so and so? i was like like yeah. Or uh, how about this dude? I'm just, yeah, like, again, it doesn't matter who the fuck they are. Like, if they're my weight, like, I would I would fight
1: them. Oh, no, and we, trust me, we know. You know, nobody, nobody, nobody just moves up a weight class and says, hey, <laughs> give me Keith Thurman. Nobody does that, you know?
3: <laughs> After going up and, like, give me Tank.
1: Yeah. yeah. No, we know you'll fight anybody. That's why we, that's why we fuck with you, dog. Oh, I, yeah, we man. asked, we asked Kermit Cintron this the other day, and I didn't think I'd get an answer as crazy as I got. But I, I so I'm gonna ask you. Oh, is that one of your vests, bro?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. This, uh,
1: the, these are the ones you make, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. This is the one I made, mean, handmade, hand stitched, all the patches and shit.
1: That is sick, so man. Those are so sick. So, this is just like, is that like a therapeutic thing for you when you're like not in your boxing mind? It's just something that brings you joy and you just
2: do it. Uh yeah, man. This has always been a passion, you know, mine. Um, you know, since like early in high school, started getting getting into like uh I guess like like heavier rock. Um all my homies were like skaters and shit. So you know, they ended up like putting me on. So like and then it just took off, you know, I started listening to uh, man, i the, oh, I was obsessed with Sislamo down my freshman year. Of course, man, they're fucking <laughs> yeah. they're, they're oh, still they're still one of my favorite bands. Yeah, I just saw them like last October in like in <laughs> Oakland. It was it was fucking incredible. But uh, but yeah, dude. Uh, I've always been, you know, a big fan of punk. Um, when I was in high school, I I wanted the fucking crazy mohawk dyed, and you know the fucking I wanted the gauges. I wanted, I you know, I I wanted you know that whole fucking style. You know that the whole the whole lifestyle, man. It it was it very it it intrigued me, and uh, but my mom my mom wouldn't fucking let me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but again, man, that has always been you know a passion of mine. You know something um.
1: Uh, you can't tell i got a mohawk right now kind of like like you can't tell because the sides are going out but it was just like my my parents would let me do that shit in high school either and then i was in the navy for nine years so i had to have mm. a military ass haircut so this is the first time <laughs> i've been able ever able to do something crazy bro you should have yeah, buy. you should have seen me buy weed for the first time dude i had no idea what the <laughs> fuck i was doing because I didn't smoke in high school, and I wasn't allowed to smoke in the Navy. I went to a dispensary, and they're like, okay, how much do you want? I'm like, I don't fucking know, dude. dude. A box? <laughs> like a medium? Is it one of these, dude? What's oh, going on?
2: Oh, you're like a, a fucking Vinci? like.
3: dude.
2: You're in a
3: medical dude? office. I, for a decade, I had to buy weed at, like, gas stations, Walmart parking lots. I don't want to hear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right.
1: I wanted to get high. I didn't know I had to do fucking math, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was buzzkill before I even get this shit. I yeah. know. Fuck yeah. So, all right. We got fights coming up at 147. You don't care. You want anybody. But who's the craziest fighter you've, you've like, who's the best fighter you've ever sparred with in the ring? Not necessarily five, but that you
2: ever sparred
1: with in the ring.
2: Man, there's been so fucking many. Um, uh, because I'm, I'm I'm out there in the Bay Area, you know.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, you know, even the like younger dudes coming up. Like, man, like I've I've gotten work with like Shakur, I've got to work with Devin Haney plenty of times. Um, uh, I've got to work with like so many fucking my the homies I train with, you know, um uh, out there in the Bay Area, uh Soliman Sissoko, Soko, you know, from France. Fucking cold ass dude, man, at one, 154. Oh, that's uh, he,
1: the um He's the he's the black guy, right? He always wears the white trunks.
2: He's yeah, super, yeah, the the friends, dude, no. yeah, dude, he's like super that. God, man, like he's he's basically like family now, man. We've been, we've been out there together so long, and like, hit man, sharing the ring with him, you know, sharing the ring with um, but like our other homie, you know, Bakram, um, I still can't even pronounce his last name. It's like first Bakram or I don't know, but um, he's like Jamel Charlo, I think mandatory, uh, for like the IBF title. Uh, man, I've, 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 you know, been in this fucking sport and you know, I've like shared the ring with so many great fighters Man, it's, it's hard you know, to just pull one at the very top. Um, I mean, cause you know, um, like there's a lot of them are just fucking great fighters.
3: Murta There
2: you go. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's like, I, I still like, man, I've known him for fucking years now and I, I can't pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't. That's.
3: Walked, I watch hockey, so those European names.
1: Oh, are- uh, okay,
2: yeah, yeah, uh, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, you got it. You got that shit down, Pat. <laughs> yeah, that's what kills me about people from Philadelphia. You can pronounce like Russian names, but you can't say fucking water correctly.
3: Yo, leave my water alone. <laughs> yeah. <A> little water. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh man. So. It just, it just it's just crazy, man. Like I don't think. Like, has it ever dawned on you that like, like you have a legacy, like you're not even 30 years old yet, but like you've already cemented a form of legacy. It's not the legacy, it's not at the level you might want it yet, but you already have that. Has that ever like just dawned on you?
2: Um, uh, you no, know, man, not really. You know, um literally, like, man, there's times like I'll take a step back. Um, I was I was just talking to my young my younger sisters about this, this other day. Because, I mean, when the Thurman fight was, you know, presented and I, I had accepted it, um, my little sisters, you know, they're, like, 17 and 19. Um, you know, they, they grew up watching fucking Thurman, you know, since they were kids, you know, on TV. They're like, dude, this is fucking crazy. Like, you're going to fight Thurman. Like, man, this is, like, and, um, but, yeah, then just, like, taking a step back, it's like, man, like, I was like, I've already been fucking professional like nine years. Like, like what? Like, I'm a fucking like professional boxer. I've been in there with the best. I have fucking headline Showtime pay review, and um, you know that there's times you know like I, I had to like remind myself like man you know like it's you know like like pat yourself on the fucking back like uh, I get in this you know mindset where I'm constantly like like not like you know like like what's next you know like I had to keep moving forward. But uh, now, you know, I'm trying to make it more of a habit, you know, where I take a step back and, like, you know, like acknowledge, you know, the work that I have done know, acknowledge this shit that I have accomplished because, man, um, I've been able to change my life, you know, to change my family's life with this sport and, uh, you know, and fucking inspire kids. I never thought I would be able to fucking do that. And, man, it's it's the craziest shit ever, dude. Like, like, and anywhere I go, like, in, in my city, if I'm in L.A., if I'm in fucking Seattle, People will, like, recognize me, man. I want to take pictures. I'm like, dude, like... And I, I always say yes, man. There's very, like, rare occasions where I'll say no. And, um... Because like, I'm always like, man, like, who the fuck am I to say no? Like, man, I'm fucking... I'm I'm honored, like, that you would even, like... One, that you even taking the time out of your fucking day to watch me. Like, let alone support me. Like, hell yeah, man. Like, it's it's, it's mad love. And, um... So, yeah, man, like... I guess I, I don't look at it as, as much of, you know, as my legacy. But, um... You know, I definitely, like, I am I try to be more more mindful, you know, to take that step back, you know, and just acknowledge everything that I have been able to, you know, accomplish for myself.
1: Well, I'm going to be honest with you, man. A year ago, I was only a few months retired from the Navy. I got medically separated, and, like, I didn't have shit, you know? <laughs> I I knew I wanted to do this podcast, and I ended up giving up on it, but now... Uh, I somehow got my mind back to doing this. Fast forward, just one year later, I got you on my show, you know, like, so you've blessed me with something huge. Like this is a huge moment in my life. So uh, I really owe it to you like for a very long time. And I'm beyond grateful that you came on here and had this discussion with us and talk boxing with us. It's, it means a lot to me. And, you know, like a lot of people have written you off you know but you're still hungry as fuck and we've already talked about it like you, you, boxing gives you more than enough reasons to quit what do you tell yourself what's in your head what do you do that just keeps you moving forward regardless of what other people think regardless of what other people say because you know you're not done
2: I think that's like the the, the other thing too man Like I've, I've gotten to a point where like man like like if if you're not if you're not my family if you're not you know the people that I care about man like fuck your opinion <laughs> like, yeah. it, it doesn't like I, I've gotten to a point where I've gotten comfortable with myself man and I'm I'm very thankful you know and, and I owe that a lot too because you know I got more in touch with my roots you know I uh, started going to ceremonies and stuff um and that that has been a, a beautiful process as well but man you know just again like knowing you know everything I'm capable of man like Knowing, uh, again, just knowing that you know, I've stepped in there with the best and given them, you know, a hell of a fucking fight, you know, that in itself, you know, will, like, will, will motivate me. I'll be in the gym, like, dog, like, like the, like the for example, the fucking tank fight. Like, man, like, like a few more rounds, if it would have kept going the same way, you know, I might have got the fucking decision or, you know, I might have got fucked on the scorecards. But regardless, you know, um it was still a hell of a fight. I showed my skills. And you know, people they they know me now. You know, they they know I'm not just a strong fighter. I'm not just I'm not just you know an average fucking fighter. Like I'm 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 a I'm a great fighter. And then you know, just knowing you know, again, I've I have managed to give myself a life I didn't think I'd be able to live. Like I travel and shit now. Like um, I got a nice place, a nice car. Again, my family is good. I I have helped set them up. Like it's it's like man, like I. And there's still so much work for me to do. So, like, it, it doesn't even matter about, like, well, like, what opinions are out there or what circulating, you know, or what people are saying. All that matters is, you know, what I'm doing, you know, what my family thinks, what my, like, what my friends that I keep close think. And, you know, um, I realize, you know, what is important to me, you know. And, you know, it's not the materialistic shit, you know, that comes with this sport. You know, a lot of boxers, they, they get caught up, you know, in the glory, the fame, you know. They want all the, all the nice cars, you know, all the nice jewelry and shit. And um, it's, you know, just being satisfied, you know, being content, you know, with with the, with the smaller things, man. Um, and I, I think that's what, you know, really fucking, like, it pushes me. So you
1: just, you do this crazy sport, can be considered extrinsic and it's just to have the small things. It's just something as simple as having the small things in life, which for you is like, punk rock and doing like just
2: chill. <laughs> yeah, yeah punk rock man is traveling and, and like and when i say traveling man I, I love going to you know different states i'm working there now and getting my passport i've been fucking slacking on that because uh, i want to travel you know out of the country and man it's just like you know seeing um when, when i go to different places i'm not big on like on like the actual like like the city scenes i like going out know, to trails you know going to see you know like the like the land itself and man like Again, I find that so fucking beautiful, man. So like that's what like I love doing. I know I love seeing fucking like like concerts, like fucking punk bands, uh, live shows. That's something else, man. Like it's it, I like one of the few things that gets me really excited, you know, going to punk shows, and, you know, being the mosh pits, fucking going to you know, concerts, man, like it's 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 just enjoying you know, the fucking little things. Like
1: Do you just fuck people up in Mosh Pits, bro? <laughs> Are you just like <laughs> <laughs>
2: Like, uh, there there has been many times, man. But like, of course, in every mosh pit, there's always that one guy fucking doing the most. Uh, it's always like a buff ass dude with his shirt off and like fucking, it. It. <laughs> yeah, shoving people from like behind and everything. Like, man, I saw when the when I was in camp, you know, getting ready for Thurman back in October. Uh, well, this was before I knew I was even going to fight there. I mean, I was just in camp. Uh, I went to this, con- this concert out there and I saw one of my favorite punk bands. I've always wanted to see, you know, the casualties. that were headlining with a local punk band from here in San Antonio called Pinata Protest. And theirs is like, like Tex Mex punk. So it's like Spanish punk. It's fucking hard. And so both of them were like on the, like you know, uh, the casualties headlining, then Pinata Protest, uh, Whole Hog which is a local band out there in Cali. And so I go out there, and, you know, uh, the the casualties start, you know, fucking just uh, performing. And I'm just going hard, too, dude. Like, I was like, man, I was on 10 the whole time. Like, super hype, super fucking, I was sweating my ass. I was, like, jumping around so much. And then, uh I was, uh, like, right by the stage, and, well, yeah, there's these two big-ass dudes, man, buff as fuck, like, ridiculous muscles, you know, with their shirt off, all fucking sweaty, just kind of just bullying people. And then, um, well, i'm i'm just like jamming out and then i know where like i get shoved from fucking behind man i literally i see not nah, like i felt like my whole fucking spine crack like oh my god. Well, yeah well, like because i got shoved from behind like i got like fucking whiplash and i got thrown into the fucking stage and i was just there and i was like oh it took a minute i'm like god damn i was like what the fuck and i turn around and i see those dudes they're just like shoving through, like e- even like chicks and shit man so I was like, all right, so, like, I fucking went back out there, man. And I was the only motherfucker, like, there, like, in that fucking pit that was, like, trying to target these motherfuckers. Like, man, I was like, man, like, fuck these dudes. And I would <laughs> fucking run at them, man. Just, like, throw myself into them, fucking make them go flying. Like, I was like, man, fuck these guys. But, yeah, no, dude, I fucking love my shit. But there's never been a time where I've had to, like, fucking lay hands on somebody.
1: Yeah, it's good. just shoe shine a motherfucker real quick. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, just yeah. fucking just, just a quick little three-piece. Uh,
1: <laughs> that'd be terrifying, bro, just trying to chill <laughs> with some music. And, like, next thing you know, you feel like your liver has to take a shit. Like, uh, <laughs> damn, just,
2: just, just in the pit fucking delivering liver shots.
1: <laughs> oh, that'd be Fuck, the worst just throw up everywhere because nobody can take <laughs> it <laughs> oh man i think mike had to go take care of his son so we're probably just gonna oh, okay right here yeah his son's like 10 days old too
2: so oh so oh yeah because you were just saying man he's like a like a new a new a new dad shit. Yeah. I mean, like, congrats to him dude yeah
1: thank you for that bro but no that's super cool that you know joey too um All right, Mario, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, Guys, please give him a follow at boxer underscore barrios. That's with two R's. He is L.S. Azteca. When he fights again, I can guarantee you it'll be easy to watch because it's going to be on Showtime or Fox. And it's going to be a big fight because that's all he fights. So thank you so much for coming on it. Once again, man, you have no idea how thankful I am for you doing this. I'm going to remember this for the rest of my life. Uh, just thank you once again.
2: Hell yeah, man! Nah, I but appreciate you guys taking time out of y'all's day, man. Fucking having me, um, it, it, it was a fucking blast. All
1: right. thank you guys, fans. I hope you enjoyed the interview. Enjoy the fights this weekend. Until next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, this episode is so special to me because Mario is one of my favorite fighters, and it just for me to have this opportunity, is something I'm always going to remember. And I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please share, give us a review. Um, Check us out on YouTube. We got more videos coming out all the time. Um, Just got another hype video that's coming out. I got one coming out for Austin Trout. And then shout out to my boy Ivy. He's got more songs coming out. I'm going to play one of his old ones today, though, to close you guys out. It's called 90s Party just because I'm feeling a nostalgic vibe. And then check out Sensity Pins on Instagram. Uh, He's still making these custom pins for everybody. Just got some new ones in. So check him out. If you use code punchlines10, he's giving you guys 10% off. It's hat season anyway, baby. All right, I'll see you guys next week. We got Rantis Bartholomew coming on, all right? Two-time champ escaped from Cuba, and our boy Joey Barrero is going to be translating, all right? It's really cool. His story was insane. Uh, so I, I hope you guys enjoyed that one too. Peace. Oh, here goes. I'm
0: Tell me what you should grow. for People try to ask me Poison Ivy who you do it for I do it for the disenfranchised but- Real one talking, everybody hold up You ain't down with council, homie, you ain't getting no love Getting depths and cuts from everybody that just showed up Talk these everyday, I'm a part of go clubs. Get up at my face, and tryna trying to have some fun Hand to stir someone's on so I don't pass the buck Which is sad for you, cause it's a massive blunt If I got it, then we got it, then we it up Cause we ain't doing nothing, let's no, know this fight Presidential is only and we roll tight Heard to see us out and you can tell they know you you say They hate to see us having fun, but we only the night. One, two, three, four, One, two, three, four, your ladies on the floor, you gotta get up, get out and get down. You gotta get up, get out, and get down. I said, one, two, three, four. Get your ladies on the floor, you gotta get up, get out and get down. You gotta get up, get out and get down. I said, hey, we came to party tonight. Put your hands up, don't and chug, what you drinking and put down your damn. Put your hands up, put your, put your hands up Don't get tough with me, I'm trying to see that dance jump Now I'm trying to get to get, get high with me Get high with me, and get high with me And if you really feel my music, just vibe with me And just vibe with me, and just vibe with me, vibe with me. If you a free freak, don't drop it to the ground To the ground, drop it to the ground Go crazy if you love the way I put it down The way I put it down, the way I put it down